0: This is Express FM.
1: Supported by Southern Co-op. We are passionately Pompey.
0: That's the final action of this match. Portsmouth are going to Wembley. Can it be Portsmouth?
1: Unadulterated Pompey.
2: With the talent and the players that we've got and the ambition, I think there's no reason why we can't put our minds to promotion. Action and reaction. We've been in League One for too long and there's no guarantee, but you know, there's a real sense of urgency and ambition to gain promotion.
1: Giving Pompey fans a voice. No more looking back now for football. We're going to try to create something that's really exciting. This is the Football Hour. The one team that stands out, that's historic, that's had great success, that has a fan base debut amazing
3: complacency kicks in as Pompey exit the Carabao Cup
0: this is well worked is there a chance for Newport shot it is 3-3 three three for Newport Portman have seen this game turned around and Newport County have not it out of the League Cup
3: The Blues were dealt an amber warning upon their return to South Wales in midweek, surrendering a half-time lead at Rodney Parade to allow Newport County to progress to round three. On tonight's show, we'll be reviewing the events of Tuesday's defeat and hearing the thoughts of
4: Danny Cowley too. You could say we could have been more ruthless at the top end of the pitch, but no, defensively as a, as a collective 11, by the way, because the way we defend, it's always an 11-man job. Nowhere near good enough tonight and come here and concede three goals is yeah, really, really uh, disappointing.
3: And from one gaffer to another, we'll also hear from Pompey women's boss Jay Sadler. He refused the win over Ipswich at the weekend and the momentum his side can take going into Sunday's first home game of the season.
5: We had a game plan, and each to a player they executed it. The details, the decisions were there. But what really impressed me most was the determination, the grit, the desire to keep all of that clean sheet. That's the foundation.
3: One of many new signings from this summer, Sophie Quirk bagged a brace for her new side. We'll also take a listen to what she had to say this evening.
6: Great way to start the season, get the three points, and the performance we put out there, we're usually really pleased with. Everyone was on it, and yeah, it's just a really good start to the season. Chairman Eric
3: Colborne joins us on the show between now and seven. Alongside Blues fan and freelance writer Tom Malley to go over the week's talking points from both the men's and women's game. Thank you for joining us here on this Thursday evening for one week only, a day ahead of schedule for the latest edition of the Football Hour on Express FM. This
1: is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. The
3: warmest of welcomes along to tonight's show, which is, of course, brought to you by our friends over at Stagecoach South. Search for Stagecoach on either the Apple app or Google Play Store to find your nearest stop and even prepay for your ticket, too. As always, Pompey fans, we want to hear from you as well, of of course, throughout the course of this evening's show. I'll bring my two guests in very shortly, but first, a chance for you tuning in to get in touch. Was Tuesday's cup exit a blessing in disguise, or did the performance sow a seed of concern as we head back? Back into league action. How many new signings would you like to see through the door at Fratton Park before the summer transfer window slams shut in a week's time? And what do you think the score will be between Pompey and Port Vale at Vale Park on the weekend, the first meeting between the two clubs in over two decades? Eight one four hundred is our text number. Start those messages with the word Express. You can email sport at expressfm.com. Tweet using at expressfm or visit facebook.com forward slash Pompey life. But before we do any of that, we're gonna hear the highlights of the midweek trip to Newport County. Danny Cowley made eight changes for the trip to Rodney Parade. Former blues midfielder Glenn Little and leading the commentary Andy Boone Ron on hand to talk you through this one.
1: Everything we do is passionately Pompey. A wonderful goal! Every second of the action is right here. 90 minutes of passionately Pompey commentary.
0: He's gone!
1: This is...
0: You want to believe it!
1: Pompey Live. So here we go. We aren't too far
0: from getting this one underway. He go back in towards the penalty area. Chance, great save, this And cleared away. Good opportunity, still nil-nil. Now Pompey might be on for a counter-attack. If Larry can look up, Scarlett's onside. It's a 2-1. Two- a good chance as Curtis breaks forward and the space again and Scarlett making a run and it's slipped through to Scarlett, chance for Scarlett good save from Day. still there for Scarlett hacking at the far post, it's a hack it, shot blocked and Newport will clear it away, Newport on the attack down the left just outside the penalty area ball across from Collins, loose in the penalty area, great chance, equal Good run from Mingy. And Mingy trying to get Scarlett away. And he's done so. Scarlett to put the ball across. Chance in the middle for Curtis. Into the net. A second for
1: Fortsmouth.
0: It's all Jay Mingy's work who started that counter-attack. The ball didn't find Piggott. But Curtis was coming round on the left-hand side. Another confident finish. Newport 1, Portsmouth 2. It's Lowry breaks into the penalty area for Portsmouth. Tries a 1-2 with Curtis. Lowry trying to get a in. Chance for Piggott. Oh, he's hit the bar. It's going to come down in the penalty area. Figures having another go and they'll get it back to their goalkeeper Day. And Lowry tries to set Scarlett away in the area. He does. He's got one man in the keeper to beat. Scarlett on his right foot. Then his left. Great right play. Oh, another great save by Day. And Scarlett puts his head in his hands. He'd done the hard bit. He'd left Drysdale on his backside. But Day blocked and it's still 2-1 in favour of Paul. Still there though for Newport. 30 yards out. Recycled to the left-hand side. Cross into the penalty area. Headed on. Over half.
1: two every second of the action is right here Pompey live on Express FM with aqua cars. The
3: highlights there from the midweek three-two defeat to Newport County at Rodney Parade in the Carabao Cup. Again, the Blues were leading twice before surrendering that second-half advantage to lose to the league-two outfit. The Newport County have been drawn away to Leicester City in round three of the competition. However, Pompey fans, that does not mean necessarily that Pompey would have had the same draw. The EFL have done the draw numbers in terms of alphabetical order, so if you were to take Newport. County out if Pompey had won the game the Blues would have been draw at ball number 22 rather than 21 and they would have had Tottenham Hotspur at home which I don't think is much much more pleasing to say the least but we would have had Tottenham at home if we got through but nonetheless Pompey are not through to the Carabao Cup third round and other results from Tuesday night and Wednesday indeed are as follows. Warsaw nil, Charlton 1, Sheffield Wednesday 3, Rochdale nil, Shrewsbury nil, Burnley 1, Barrow 2, Lincoln 2 who won on penalties Lincoln did, Bolton 1, 4, Bradford 1, Blackburn 2, Colchester nil Brentford 2 Crawley 2, Fulham nil. So Tuesday night's opponents in the Papa John's Trophy, Crawley Town of League 2, defeating Premier League outfit Fulham by two goals to nil um, at the People's Pension Stadium. An incredible result for them and arguably the shock of the week. Other results elsewhere, Tranmere 1, Newcastle 2, Wickham 1, Bristol City 3, Forest Green Rovers nil, Brighton and Hove Albion 3. Plenty of results from Middle week we can't go through all of them however what i can do is introduce my two studio guests for tonight's edition of the Footblower. first and foremost the warmest of welcomes to the pompey women's chairman eric colborne Good evening Jake, how are you? Yeah, I'm not too bad my friend, great to see you, great to have you alongside us this evening. We'll come on to talk about uh, the Pompey women in the next part of the show, we'll talk about the incredible victory that they had on Sunday as well as the upcoming game this weekend. First of all, the men out of the Carabao mm-hmm. Cup now after a, a pretty decent win over Cardiff in the first round, a fortnight later they go back to South Wales against a, you know, a, a lesser side as far as the league tables are concerned, Newport County and Look, they're defeated they're out of the cup is this a chance to now just we say it every year I know but focus on the league
7: <laughs> yes we do say that every year don't we um, I obviously I think Danny was very disappointed to go out um, because uh, I think it, it, it gives the, the 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 players that aren't playing a chance to, to show what they can do um, and, and obviously um, we'd have liked to have gone through a course we would have done but I suppose if we get three points on Saturday against Port Vale, then this will be soon forgotten. But um, yes, it was disappointing to go out. And um, it's something that I'm sure Danny will be addressing going forward.
3: Yeah. And a journalism graduate from uh, the University of Portsmouth itself. uh, Tom Malley joins us uh, from back home this evening. Tom, very good evening to yourself. Good
8: evening, mate. Thank you for having me back on.
3: It's a pleasure to have you, as always, my friend. Um, so, like we said there, Pompey knocked out of a Carabao Cup on Tuesday. As far as the game was concerned, um, an emphatic first half saw Danny Cowley's side take a 2-1 lead into half-time. Um, and quite frankly, it could have been all 4 It was quite a quite an energetic first 45 minutes to that game. Um, and we'll hear from Danny Cowley in just a moment. But do you think that Pompey's downfall in midweek to Newport in that second half in particular was not taking more of those chances? in the first half and just not being alive enough at the back awake enough to actually deal with the bombardment that Newport had in that second 45
8: yeah definitely like you said not taking uh, not taking any chances and at the end of the day that does always come back to uh, to hurt you and I'm sure that's what Danny Cowley's thinking now um, as you said we probably could have been three or four one up at half time uh, subsequently we weren't and then we go and see two goals in the second half and um, you know the game completely turns on its head it's just one of them unfortunately and yeah uh, That's all you can really say about it, to be honest.
3: Yeah as well Tom uh, Zach Swanson made uh, made a start on Tuesday night we don't often get to see Zach Swanson since his arrival from Arsenal um, off injured in the first half we are waiting to hear more about that what we believe to be a shin injury an impact one as Danny Cowley mentioned after the game hopefully it's not an injury that'll be keeping out keeping him out for too much longer we saw Kieran Freeman introduced in his place and we understand that he's edging closer and closer to a move away from Fratton Park so in regards to, to Zach Swanson um, Tom we've seen what he can bring to the club so far this season certainly an asset to have even if he is just as, as a backup to joe rafferty for apple season
8: yeah definitely and i think he fits the player profile of what um danny and uh and the owners want to bring into the club young and promising and one for the future um obviously you hope the injury isn't too severe and, and keeps him out for too long but um should he be injured for a while, then it does kind of cause a bit of concern if Freeman's also out on his way because that leaves us with mm-hmm. sort of just um, Rafferty at the back, uh, sorry, at right back. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting
3: to see how that one unfolds. Yeah. And speaking of Kieran Freeman, we understand it's Doncaster Rovers who have a side uh, interested in taking him off of Danny Cowley's hands. OK, we'll bring Eric and Tom back into the conversation in just a moment, but not before we hear the post-match thoughts of the gaffer himself. Max Watson, caught up with Danny Cowley on Tuesday night at Rodney Parade after the full-time whistle asking for his assessment of the
4: game. Really disappointed. I think um, it was a messy performance from us. I think credit to Newport County. They um, played at 100 miles per hour. Um, They did what they've done to to many clubs um, in cup competitions in recent years here. Make it very, very difficult for you. I think we weathered the early storm, got complete control in the game. Um, Got got 1-0 up, up, 2-1 up. Then um, missed chances at, at Will first half. I can't tell you how many chances we missed. We should be out of sight. We're not. Coming at half-time, and we were disappointed with how we defended in the first half. We hadn't, hadn't done well enough in that area of the game. And then come out second half and didn't improve in that area. And I thought, um, ultimately, that is what undone us. Forget the, the chances we created. And, yeah, absolutely, you could, you could say we could have been more ruthless at that. At, at, at the top end of the pitch but defensively as a a collective 11 by the way because the way we defend it's always an 11 man job nowhere nowhere near good enough tonight and to come here and concede three goals is yeah really really uh, disappointing
2: it was a frantic first half almost like a basketball match end to end so what do
4: you think went wrong in the second? Well, the reason it was a basketball game in the first half is because we didn't play with enough control because you have to make sure that you sustain your attacks, you have to make sure that you stay in so that the defence have an opportunity to build the defence behind it. I mean they played um, and left four up the pitch which was really offensive from them um, we just had to make sure that we stayed in and attacked the the, the seven players that, that, that were there and if we'd have done that we'd have got overloads and we would have um, yeah, created probably even more chances than we did. But more importantly than that, we'd have had time to build a defence behind our attacks, and then we would have been able to stay in, rather than the game feel like it was so end to end. And yeah, like you've rightly, rightly described a, a basketball game. To look at the
2: positives, two goals for Ronan Curtis, which will only do the world of good for him. Aside from the result.
4: Yeah, I think I think some of our offensive play first half was really really good. I mean, like I said, created so much. I um, Have to be more ruthless. Thought managing to get two goals was a positive. Thought Dane Scarlett was unplayable first half, and he's just a goal away from from scoring. Scoring an awful lot of this level. But yeah, and no, I was disappointed with 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 the the, the defensive aspects of our game. And you know, I just said to him in there that if you don't respect the game and you don't you're not willing to do all the what people call the ugly things. I don't think they're ugly things, I think I think they're really important things, you know, the the, the defensive footwork, getting up to the ball, getting pressure on the ball, um, winning your defensive duels, winning your second balls, using your body, aerial duels, all of these bits that build a performance. All of these things that we've done so well in the first six 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 games of the season. But we didn't do it tonight and yeah, of course. I think nine changes. Yeah, we we do, but we made lots of changes against Cardiff, and we we did well that night. Um, and yeah, some of the young players found it difficult this evening. I said to them beforehand that they, this game would be much tougher for us than Cardiff, because Cardiff the expectation there was no expectation here. This was going to be a proper a proper gunfight. And um, you know, credit to Newport because I thought that they they were they were excellent. But for us, no we'll, uh we're, we're disappointed that we didn't play with a lot more control because we, we should be able to come here and, and, and put a much better performance on the
3: net. Yeah, disappointed, as you, as you rightfully point out, Eric, was Danny Cowley after that defeat to Newport on Tuesday and you can understand the reason behind that, playing a League Two side not had a great start to the season. However, nonetheless, as he quite also rightfully points out, they are giant killers as far as the Carabao Cup, the FA Cup come, they've got a a, a big record of doing so uh, over the last five or six years so in regards to yeah, uh, you know Tuesday night being tougher than that Cardiff game, it's spot on really because there is less expectation on Newport to actually come out and win that game compared to what Cardiff had coming against the League One side.
7: Yes, I, I think you read there into what Danny said that he was disappointed. It was the control aspect that he was disappointed with, um, and, and, and I, can, I can definitely understand that. Mm. You knew that Newport were going to play, um, you know, that sort of um, crash, bang, wallop type football that, um, uh, that they're famous for. Um, but as Danny said, even in the first half, we didn't, we didn't really control the game. We didn't. Um, Uh, it it, it was like a basketball match as he said you know that that's exactly what it was like we didn't control the game i know we had lots of chances and um, we should have been further ahead at half time yes but from danny's point of view he was looking for i'm sure he's looking for that that control aspect so that um uh, uh, you, you, you you know you take the sting out the game um and and to more nullify their, their attack. As he said, they were very attack-minded. Um, but if you're attack-minded, that's going to leave gaps at the back. Yeah. And, and, and obviously, that's what Danny, was. I think, was was disappointed about, that we didn't control the game and obviously we didn't take our chances.
3: Yeah. Another fantastic showing uh, in midweek from Dane Scarlett. I think it has to be said, Tom, as soon as he gets that goal, you know they're going to flow and, and, and what an exciting prospect he is. But what a great performance he had on Tuesday night.
8: Yeah, definitely. It's like Danny, um, Danny said just then, it's not going to be long before he's banging the minute this level for fun. Um, it's, it's just a matter of, of when now, I think, for him. And, and the performances are at least making up for the lack of goals. He's been absolutely fantastic so far. Um, you can clearly see why he's a, he's a Tottenham pedigree. And um, yeah, it's 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 a breath of fresh air as well to see, and he plays a completely different game mm. to the rest of the players I think, which is why he fits so well. Offers something different, and um, you know, I'm I'm just ruined from now. I just can't wait to see him get on the score sheet.
3: Yeah, uh, Linda Mail has got in touch on the emails. Uh, if we had to lose a match this week, then I would have picked Tuesday. Hopefully, we will get back to winning ways against Port Vale on Saturday. Curtis has been on a good run recently, but our second half performance was disappointing. Play up Pompey, Linda Mail on the emails. Thank you for getting in touch. If like Linda. You you want to have your say this evening, do so between now and seven. All the usual ways, 81400 is our text number. Start those with the word express and include your name at the end as well. You can email into sport at expressfm.com. Use at expressfm if you're on Twitter or find us over on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. Right, after the break, we turn our attention to the Pompey women. They started their league campaign with an incredible 3-0 victory away at Ipswich on Sunday. We'll hear the assessment of Eric Colborne as well as the thoughts of both Jay Sadler and double goal scorer Sophie Quirk. It's
5: about having the right players and they're all fantastic characters. They're a really tight-knit unit, tight-knit group. One that, that I trust and I believe in, but it's one that we know there's a long long way to go in this season. We've got to continue to behave in the right way, continue Continue to focus on each game as it comes, and today was a real good performance and a benchmark that we set ourselves. The
6: physicality we brought into this game probably was one of the things that won us the game, the second balls, and like how we fought all together. I think that's what won us the game, so we'll take that into next week.
5: Stick with
1: us. The Football Hour will be right back with you in just a few moments' time. This is the Football Hour, 93.7, Express FM.
6: The new stagecoach, Flexi5. A bus ticket that works when you do. For those who travel often, but not every day. These new flexible bus tickets are available as Flexi 5. Bundles of 5 day riders for the price of 4. And Flexi 10. Bundles of 10 day riders for the price of 7. Flexi tickets are now available to download via the Stagecoach bus app. Download Flexi 5 or Flexi 10 from Apple App Store or Google Play today. For more information, visit StagecoachBus.com.
1: This is the Football Hour 93.7 express
3: fm a very good evening and welcome to part two of tonight's installment of the Footblower. brought to you as always by our friends over at stagecoach across the south you can visit stagecoachbus.com for more information on the services they can provide to you in your area okay on this part of the show we turn our attention to the pompey women eric Colborn joins us uh, chairman of the pompey women's team eric it's gotta be said first of all fantastic win for the Blues on Sunday over Ipswich. Three goals to nil at the AGL Arena. What a perfect way to start the new league campaign.
7: Yes, it it was a a magnificent team performance uh, by the girls. Um, They really, really played some great stuff. Three excellent goals. Um, I know Jay, the manager, was very, very pleased with the, uh, the way we played. And um, yes, I, I can't speak highly enough of it. It was it was a, a phenomenal result. Um, certainly sent some shudder, shudders around the league, as they say. With um, I think a lot of people were contacting us, asking, "Goodness gracious me, how did you you know go there and win three now?" Because nobody goes there and wins three now.
3: Yeah, I was going to say we were talking off air just a moment ago, Eric, about how many teams actually beat Ipswich Town a very good side um, in, the, uh, in the FA Women's National League Southern Premier last time out third on the table don't lose too many games you mentioned again off air they only lost one nil to West Ham United so to go there and not only win but to win by three goals to nil so convincingly three points in a clean sheet it, it, it you know the, the actual magnitude of the victory is not just a three nil win that, that's a statement of intent surely to the league
7: well we hope you'd think, so you'd, think, you'd hope of course <laughs> we hope so I mean one swallow doesn't make a summer let's not get carried away but on that 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 was uh, an excellent performance and so many positives to take into that game but I think the the big thing was this is a, a team effort you can see that everybody's working 100% for one another the the. The, the the way they're playing the intensity they're playing at it it it's excellent and certainly some of their um some of their uh, teamwork and passing is, is 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 really really good positive we are a we are a positive side as everybody comes to watch us i'm sure we will we'll know but uh, that's from you know back to front uh, and let's I know we scored three goals but we didn't concede a goal and and, and that's really really yeah. good you know in the past we would you know we'd have probably conceded late on or something like that but they they were determined to keep the clean sheet and and and, and keep pushing forward so that you know we it was three nil. It could have been more yeah. than three nil. That's yeah. that's that's the that's the beauty of it. But uh, Jay's got the team playing really really well at the moment.
3: Uh, and speaking of Jay, we see him quite regularly now on Pompey it's It was great to be able to catch up with him on a weekly basis. He talks to us about the incredible sort of insight he has now with the club. A lot more work, do, you know, being done between the women's and the men's team. The relationships building between you know the, the two sides in essence mm. to make it a one club kind of feel. The work that he does alongside Danny Cowley. Do you think that you know? Jay's been manager for Pompey Women's for a, a very long time now. Um, certainly, a stalwart of the club. Do you think he's starting to learn a bit more, maybe off of you know, like Danny Cowley as well, having sort of spent that time with him over the course of a summer
7: period? Oh, I'm sure he does. Um, they the, the, so they regularly get together. Danny's fantastic, mm. um, big supporter of the women's game. You know, was sending messages on Sunday to the team, congratulating them, and and. and and that's fantastic. And and yeah, Jay's obviously they talk, uh, discuss. They're always talking about players and formations and and all sorts of things. And that's great. Uh, and obviously Danny comes to our games, and and I'm sure gives Jay. His ideas and mm. thoughts um, on that, and and vice versa. Jay goes and obviously gives his his thoughts yeah. on yeah. Um, uh, you, you know the uh, the men's games, which is great. Um, it's a tremendous link. The the whole atmosphere at Fratton Park, as, as I think everyone's saying, is is so positive. And we've been so lucky. I mean, with um, Andy Cullen coming in, who's a big big supporter of the women's game, you know took MK Don's team mm. to play at the MK Don Stadium and and very very positive got us um, our friendly at the beginning of the season against Brighton at Fratton Park which was for everybody that was there was just an amazing night, I don't think I've ever seen a friendly game like that, uh, certainly in a women's yeah. match over,
3: over 3,000 in t- attendance as yeah, well, 3, yeah,
7: yeah it, was, it was a phenomenal night, great atmosphere and to again the girls digging in to come from 2-1 down with about 10 minutes left to win 3-2 was phenomenal and it was great to see all the kids leaving the stadium all so excited at what they'd witnessed yeah. and what they'd seen and and I, I was privileged enough to um, be obviously with the uh, Brighton people um, after the game and they were saying that that was fantastic. They they really they really loved the fact that the girls had experienced an atmosphere that they would probably not experience again for a very, very long time. Yeah. And we
3: were speaking just now about the Pommy women's head coach, Jay Sudler. Let's hear from him now. He spoke to Max Watton after the 3-0 victory over Ipswich on Sunday.
2: Jay, opening day victory at Ipswich, 3-0.
5: How proud are you of that result? Yeah, to be fair, I'm proud of the performance, first and foremost. We spoke about it at the start of the game that no matter what result, we got today, it wouldn't define our season whether we lost, we knew we were coming to a a very good Ipswich side, um, one that we've had some real competitive games with in the past so if we lost it wasn't the end of the season if we win we haven't won the league title, we've won one game but I felt the way we performed was really good, we inserted our physicality early, we were dominant and yes we gave up possession and and they were good on the ball but we kind of nullified the spaces that we knew they wanted to play in, them half spaces and behind us and when we had the balls and we created moments we took our chances Um, set pieces were well, one of the, the kind of things we worked on, Danny Lane at the back post and she scored from it. Um, I think the goal, third goals come from a set piece as well. and Even on the counter-attack, there were spaces that we knew we could hit. We hit them and, and each to a player, they've executed the game plan and that's why they've won that game of football today.
2: Six debuts, how did you see the performances of your, of your new recruits?
5: Yeah, I think they all did well. I know some of them came off the bench late, um, so they only got a couple of minutes into the into the game. I think Sophie Quirk. We know exactly what she can bring. She's a, a dynamic, fast attacking player, and, and she was fantastic today. Linked up with Emma Jones well, um, and I think Tini had a very good first half as well. She's a fiery character, and we know we need to manage that with her. Um, but what she can bring against the ball as well as with it, um, it's obviously something that we've probably lacked in previous previous years. We've got we've got an array of attacking talent, um, but today I, I don't think we can single out one player. I think it was a whole squad performance. Even the players that weren't even involved in the matchday squad today, they've uh, they've supported us in our match preparation. As I said before, we had a we had a game plan, and each to a player, they executed it. The details, the decisions were there. But what really impressed me most was the determination, the grit, the desire to keep hold of that clean sheet. That's the foundation. We keep goals away. We know we're going to create chances, and we took them today. You mentioned it there, the togetherness. How good is it to see that? Yeah, it is, and we spoke. Um, With the staff and the off-season, it wasn't about bringing in the best players. It was about bringing in the right players. The players that were going to fit the style of play we wanted. Um, The spiky, the aggression, the rattiness. And I think even at the back line, I'm looking now, I'm seeing Izzy. And I think she had a fantastic game in that back line too, along with Nick and Ella and Dan and Rosie. Um, But yeah, it's about having the right players. Um, They're all fantastic characters. They're a really tight-knit unit, tight-knit group. Um, One that, that I trust and I believe in. But it's one that we know there's a long, long way to go in this season. Um, we've got to continue to behave in the right way, continue to focus on each game as it comes. And today was a real good performance and a benchmark that we've set ourselves. In. And now we've got to consistently perform at this level, and we should be all right this season.
3: Yeah, good performance as Jay mentioned there from the Pompey women on Sunday with a 3-0 win over uh, Ipswich Town away from home to start the new league campaign. Other results um, from the FA Women's National League Southern Premier Division on the opening weekend. Billericay Town 1, London Bees 2, Crawley Wasps 1, MK Dons 6, Oxford United 2, Bridgewater United 0, Cheltenham Town 3, Plymouth Argyle 1, Watford 3, Gillingham 2. So Pompey second in the table behind MK Dons, who are top after that in fact victory over the Crawley Wasp. We'll come on to talk about them in just a few moments. But, Eric, going back to Sunday, we've already spoken about what a performance it was for Team Unity uh, that we seem to be seeing at at the moment within this side. But let's go through the goals. Danny Lane in the the first half to open the scoring. um, Been at the club for quite a while now. Danny Mm -hmm. Lane, you know, one of the sort of most reliable figures you can call upon within that side.
7: Absolutely. Um, Corner, I believe, by Danny Rowe, captain... um to the over to the far post Danny Lanes come in there um lost her marker and, and and headed into the corner um delighted i know that um jay had been working on set pieces and obviously that's very uh, you know, you you feel good when something you've been working on comes off sort of straight away, and, and and it was a it was a it was an very important goal. It was literally three or four minutes before half time, um, and it sent that sent that message and that benchmark. You know, got us on top, um, and and we could have increased obviously uh, even before the break. But uh, now Danny Lane is a brilliant brilliant yeah. player for us and
3: uh, a second half brace from new signing Sophie Quirk to seal the victory on Sunday um, one of uh, four full debuts from the game mm-hmm. on Sunday two more debuts from a bench so six in total we'll first talk about Sophie Quirk what an incredible introduction to a new side
7: oh yes I mean she's a, <laughs> she's a phenomenal player everybody that's seen her play says oh wow what a player and uh, she has um, uh, uh, some two excellent goals in the game Uh, The first one um, from open play, Ipswich have uh, have played the ball out, um, which is what they like to do um, again? Danny Lane is the is the girl that's managed to steal the ball in midfield. Mm. Um, and got it away t- to Sophie, and Sophie then from way was has <laughs> wound her way in um, as she does. She, she seems to have that the ball's on a magnet, <laughs> and um, she, she's 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 in and then delivered an excellent shot from outside the box right into the corner of the net um, and then obviously the third goal is another set piece as Jay said it's a corner which they've headed out, we've managed to head it back in again and Sophie quote, well I don't know how she's got the ball in the net, it's some sort of amazing back flick that she's managed to do to get the ball into the top corner of the net and yeah. um, Uh, The guys that were behind the goal there (laughs) said to me that they they couldn't believe the the way she managed to flick it round into the top corner. It stunned everybody. And um, uh, to be fair, even Ipswich said, what a great goal that was.
3: I wonder if uh, Sophie herself has got a few uh, words about that goal and wonder if she can explain how exactly that went into, uh, went into the back of the net. She spoke to Max Spotton again after the match on Sunday and was first asked, how pleased are you with that result?
6: Yeah, it's obviously a great way to start the season, get the three points and the performance we put out there, we usually really pleased with. Everyone was on it and... Yeah, it's just a really good start to the season.
2: Yeah, how was it to play out there?
6: Yeah, it was amazing. Like We had quite a lot of fans as well down here as well, so that was really good and it helped us. But we were all so together and everyone done their job 10 out of 10 and, yeah, that's why we won the game.
2: Two goals from you. Just talk us through your first one to start with.
6: Uh, yeah, the first one, I think, balls come to me. I just cut inside and, yeah, just hit it and gone in the bottom corner and, yeah, really happy with that one.
2: And then your second, just... Wow, what were you thinking when you stuck a leg out to flip that home?
6: I don't really know, like, the ball just kind of came me and it was kind of nearly past me and I was like, oh, I just, like, flick my leg at it and then, yeah, I turned around and it was in the back of the net so I don't really know what to say about that one, but, yeah, I, I guess we'd say a bit of instinct, but I don't know.
2: <laughs> and just finally, MK Dons next week, what can you take from this performance into next week?
6: Yeah, I think the physicality we brought into this game probably was one of the things that won us the game the second balls and how we fought all together. I think that's what won us the game, so we'll take that into next week.
3: There you go then, Sophie Quirk talking to Max Swatton after the 3-0 victory of Ipswich on Sunday. MK Don's next up. uh, Mm -hmm. Eric Holborn, the first home match of the new season at Wesley Park Home, of course, of Havens and Waterlooville. They won 6-1 on Sunday, so it's a top-of-the-table clash.
7: Yes, after one game. (laughs) It still counts. It certainly does, it certainly does, yes. um, I hope that uh, we're at the top of the league come the the end of the (laughs) season. Uh, So, uh, yeah, no, it's fantastic. just to pick up on something, Sophie said there about the the support we had at Ipswich. Fantastic support, mm-hmm. great support, and and that's so important. And it's so important on Sunday against yeah. MK Dons because this is going to be a difficult game. They're obviously on a high having having beaten Crawley away six one. Needless to say, they they're going to be right up for this yeah. game. And we we had a couple of great clashes with them at the end of last season, um, but. It's very important from our point of view that we, we start right and we, we you know we, we play as we did it against yeah. Ipswich and um, the the support is so important uh, and obviously um, I just. Ask everybody to try and get as many people down to having a mortar bill on Sunday at two o 'clock yeah. for the game because that 's what pushes the team forward and and, and and makes it such a such an experience for everybody
3: yeah and season tickets
7: do remain on
3: sale for the Pompey women up until twelve o 'clock midday on sunday uh, very good value for money I must say adults thirty nine pounds seniors twenty nine pounds juniors only 11 pounds and you can save up to 10 percent if you're a men's season ticket holder as well mk dons on sunday then eric just quickly before we do move on we've spoken about the season tickets they're on sale until midday on sunday but if you want to go to the game against MK dons at wesley park if you don't have a season ticket but if you just want to go to that match in particular how much are tickets and where can you buy from
7: well you can buy online um, obviously you can buy from the um, the ticket office at Fratton Park as well if you want to go in there yep. or you can buy on the turnstile on the day we take cash and we take card so just come along and, and as I say um, whichever way you want to, to pay it's not a problem yep. we're there and uh, we're only too pleased to uh, see as many people as we can through those turnstiles on Sunday. Lovely stuff
3: match day two of a new league season four Jay Sadler's Pompey Women this Sunday at Wesley Park. 2 p.m. kickoff? 2 p.m. 2 PM kickoff. 2 kickoff as normal against the MK Don's top of the table uh, of this early start to the season campaign. Okay, after the break, we'll be talking about the Pompey men's game away at Port Vale on the weekend. We'll bring Tom Malley and, of course, Eric back into the conversation, but we also want to hear more from you guys back home as well. Let us know all of your score predictions for the Blues weekend match. 81400 on the text, beginning in your messages with the the word express and including your name at the end as well otherwise you can email sport at expressfm.com include at expressfm on twitter or find us on facebook facebook.com forward slash pompey live and when we do return we'll have more from pompey head coach danny cowley who despite wanting to win every game and progress to the next round of caramel cup did have one eye on saturday's more important league match
4: You do have to prioritise. And as well as that, if you want to be a successful club, you need a squad that is fit and ready to go. So it made absolute sense to freshen the group up and give players that did really well against Cardiff further opportunity.
3: More from Danny Carley as well as myself, Eric Colborne and Tom Malley as we move on to preview the men's trip to Port Vale on
1: Saturday in the third and final part of the Football Hour here on Express FM. This is the Football Hour 93.7. Express FM Go by bus, go greener with Stagecoach Next stop, a cleaner, greener future Did you know that if we all ditch the car
3: and switch to a bus just once a month for a year we'd save the UK 2 million tonnes of CO2 Switch to bus, because by switching you can make a big difference
9: Get on board a stagecoach bus for a cleaner, greener future. For more information, go to SwitchToBus.com.
1: This is the Football Hour 93.7 express fm welcome along for the final time tonight to the Footblower here
3: on express fm if you just tuned in to express fm and you're wondering why is the Footblower on a thursday night well due to uh, the station's extensive coverage of the fabulous victorious festival starting from tomorrow we've had to move the show to today so no problem whatsoever as far as we're concerned and it's set to be a fantastic week uh weekend here on express fm covering the victorious festival and it all kicks off tomorrow morning so do not miss out on any of that. We've got an incredible lineup over the course of Friday, Saturday and Sunday as well. Okay, we'll bring more from uh, Eric Colborne and Tom Malley. Uh, We'll bring them into the conversation in just a few moments. But before we do that, let's hear some of the thoughts, or some more of the thoughts, from Blues head coach Danny Cowley. He spoke to Max Swatton after a full-time whistle on Tuesday night at Rodney Parade. Looking forward to Saturday's trip to Vale Park. Now, on to Saturday, a trip to Port Vale. Obviously disappointing to exit the Carabao Cup, but an opportunity
2: to focus on the league for the time
4: well I think you know we we knew that we we've had a very very busy start to the season Saturday Tuesday Saturday pretty much throughout throughout August we really wanted to win this game and progress in the competition but you do have to prioritize and as well as that if you want to be a successful club you need a squad that is fit and ready to go so it made absolutely absolute sense to to freshen the group up and give give players that did really well against Cardiff further opportunity We saw on Saturday the effect that the the, the squad can have on the the outcome of the game. But, yeah, no, we didn't get to our levels tonight and we are really frustrated about that.
3: Danny Cowley there with a few thoughts, head of Saturday's trip to Port Vale. Tom Malley, it's a pleasure to welcome you back into the conversation. I do hope you're still there yeah I'm still here (laughs) lovely stuff thank you very much uh, for coming back to us Tom Port Vale away on Saturday the first meeting between Pompey and Port Vale since the year 2000 April 2000 we'll hear more from Mason Jordan on on Saturday's opponents in a few moments' time but Pompey were defeated by two goals to nil and we've not met at Fratton Park since 1999 but it's a chance Tom for Pompey to continue the unbeaten run going as far as the league's concerned uh, anyway and a chance really to, to really assert our dominance in the table and maybe even leapfrog the top two
8: yeah yeah it is um won't be an easy game by any means but um you know with the, with what we've shown so far in the school we've got fully confident we can get another win and you know if, if other results go our way above us then uh, we could finish the day top of the table
3: could do indeed, and more than sixteen hundred Pompey fans have brought tickets for the uh, for the journey to Port Vale on Saturday. Eric, a uh, uh, grounds with such, you know, such history. We were mentioning off air. Well, you were talking about you know one of only uh, a few cities in the country Stoke is with with, with two uh, mm. Premier League or Football League clubs. It being Stoke City and Port Vale. Um, but it's, like we said, it's a chance for Pompey to get back to winning ways and a chance to assert ourselves in the table. But it's also a team we've not. Really been too familiar with over the last two decades, you know. We just seem to have missed each other on those occasions between promotion and relegation.
7: Yes, very much so. I mean, obviously they're newly promoted um, from last season, and um, I'm sure that um, I mean, let's be fair about it. Any away game's a difficult game. It's not going to be straightforward They there never are. But it's, um, I think it's a it's a good opportunity for us to bounce back after Tuesday night, um, and. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm quietly confident, as always, that we can um, get a result and, mm. and basically pick up the three points yeah. because that would be uh, what what we need. Needless to say, and we keep the pressure on. I, it's important that we get a. We, you can sort of say, well, we've already got off to a decent start, but keep it going. Let's keep this run going, and and, and let's see where where it takes us. I, I, I'm I am confident that we can do well at, at Port Vale. Mm. I think the, um, the size of the pitch and everything will, will suit us and suit our game. Yeah. Uh, Dave on
3: the emails. Dave from List, thank you for getting in touch. He says, Hi Jake, I was delighted to see Danny Cowley's reaction to Tuesday night. My concern was that despite the win against Bristol Rovers on Saturday, there were a few defensive warning signs and then what followed at Newport reaffirmed that concern. Therefore, I was pleased to see him lay it on the line to the players and reiterate what is expected of anybody playing for Ports The positive spin to the defeat will be that he almost certainly learned a lot uh, more about one or two of the players in defeat than he would have in victory. And this could help him make future decisions as to when it is right for them to be selected again. Or even if the decision is now is that one or two should go out on loan. From that point of view, the performance may have been useful. There has to be a response from the players at Port Vale. It has to be one of those games where from a host perspective, it is a bad time to play Portsmouth. Maybe Joe Morrell was rested on Tuesday with the league in mind. I hope so because I see him very much as part of our strongest starting 11 player pompey says dave and liss and a very good point made by dave in regards to the team selection on tuesday tom we were talking on the football hour on monday in regards to the players coming back from injury we understood that clark robertson joe morale and denver hume were all uh, in contention to maybe make an appearance at newport only clark robertson did with both morale and hume all missing out on the matchday squad in general but would that be potentially a sign that maybe Joe Morrell is on Danny Cowley's mind for tomorrow uh, for Saturday's trip to Port Vale?
8: Yeah, could be indeed. Yeah, maybe didn't want to risk him um, in, in a game that probably isn't such high importance for him to play in. Uh, whether he'd come straight back into the uh, starting eleven is an interesting one. Perhaps if... Um, if Louis Thompson hadn't got injured, it would have been no. Might have just tr- tried to gradually ease him in. But because of that injury, you know, we, we could see a surprise and else thrown straight in from the off on Saturday mm-hmm. should he be uh, available for selection.
3: Yeah, uh, an update also on the injury uh, to uh, Louis Thompson from our colleague Andy Moon from BBC Radio Solent. He spoke to Danny Cowley at the press conference this afternoon, confirming that Danny Cowley's speaking about Louis Thompson and he will be able to return to action in around about four months. So that is Christmas Day. Uh, Louis Thompson is... Around about scheduled to be back for Pompey so we might be able to see him towards the end of December maybe start of January Um, he also goes on to say does Andy Moon Thompson is set to have a metal plate inserted in his leg as part of surgery which will hopefully take place tomorrow so uh, thank you very much to Andy Moon for providing us with a bit of information from Danny Cowley earlier this afternoon okay before we get the final thoughts of both Eric uh, Tom and of course you from back home this evening tuning in let's have a closer look at this weekend's opponent's Port Vale as brought to you by Mason Jordan. After
9: Tuesday's Carabao Cup exit in South Wales, the Blues turn their attention back to League Matters this weekend. Vale Park is the venue for Port Vale versus Portsmouth. The first meeting between these two sides in over 22 years. Pompey Live, this week's
1: opposition.
9: April the 1st, the year 2000. That was the date, the last time these two sides locked horns. Pompey finished that game on the wrong side of a 2-0 scoreline, as well as having two defenders sent off. Over two decades later, and they go back to home of the valiance for match day number six of the new league one campaign let's dive a little deeper into the names and numbers behind the sides who were promoted back to the third tier by the league two playoffs back in may manager vale are led by 44 year old daryl clark and have been since his appointment in february of last year the former salisbury city bristol rovers and warsaw boss took over when the club was sat down in 18th in league two His arrival followed on from the departure of predecessor John Askey a month prior has taken over, Clark has steadied the ship at Vale Park, guided the club to promotion and recorded wins in 46.9% of the games he's overseen.
1: One to watch.
9: Midfielder Ben Garrity serves as our one to watch on this occasion. The 25-year-old Liverpudlian joined the Valiants for an undisclosed fee from Blackpool in June of 2021. He's since featured 48 times for the club, scoring 13 goals overall. This summer, Garrity has attracted interest from clubs with ambitions of reaching the championship it. Peterborough United are thought to be the team with Garrity at the top of their shopping list. Providing he features against the Blues, Garrity will be the Port Vale player wearing the number 8 shirt. Top scorer. Daryl Clark's leading scorer at this early stage is none other than Ellis Harrison, who left the Blues to join Fleetwood Town back in January. The 28-year-old Welshman signed a one-year extension with Fleetwood at the end of last season as a result of the club's survival from relegation. However, made the move to Vale Park for an undisclosed Fee on August the 11th. The former Pompey striker has two league goals under his belt already, one scored in each of Vale's previous two fixtures. Current form: Port Vale have seven points on the board from the opening five league games upon their return to League One. That form has put them in 11th position, four points and eight places behind Pompey heading into this weekend's fixture. Daryl Clark's side had gone four games without a win in all competitions prior to last Saturday's victory at Burton Albion. That was their first win since beating Fleetwood 2-1 on the opening day. Can the Blues return to winning ways and put Tuesday's Cup misery behind them? Or will Port Vale come out victorious, as they did in their previous meeting between the two sides back in the
3: year 2000? All of the unmissable action on Pompey Live there you have it then a closer look at Port Vale Pompey's opponents on Saturday afternoon for the first time as we've already mentioned in over 22 years Tom Malley and Eric Colborne joins us for the next five minutes for their final thoughts and score predictions for the weekend's games Tom Ellis Harrison he is Port Vale's top goal scorer so far albeit an early stage of the campaign signed from Fleetwood Town for an undisclosed fee in the summer just a couple of weeks ago actually um, he's going to pose a threat to Pompey as, uh, as all four the Blues players do but he's left he's left Fratton Park and he's started to make a, a bit of a name himself with Port Vale
8: yeah he has well he's played for two clubs uh within a year um of, of being with us this time last year he was with us I think wasn't he and then he moved uh in, in January and he's moved again but um yeah just another game where we've got to come up against a former player former striker um you might as well put your odds on it for him to score as much as I don't want him to but it always seems to happen but um I'm hoping that you know should Sean Raggett um, be praying as he, you know, I just, I just expect him to, then he'll know how to deal with him.
3: Yeah, And uh, looking ahead to Saturday, Eric, it's a chance for Pompey to make amends for that defeat to to Newport on Tuesday night. And as mentioned by Dave in the emails, maybe that defeat was a, you know, if we're going to lose any game, which we are going to at some point throughout the season, probably not a bad time to come. It's a a cup competition. We're not going to win the tournament. And maybe it's a good opportunity for Danny Cowley to stand back and assess what he needs to improve for the most important game, which is on Saturday.
7: I think that the... That, that sort of kick up the backside, as they say, is is the is the major part of that. Um, Danny obviously isn't pleased with what happened on Tuesday night. Um, I'm sure all the players that played and those that didn't play will be, you know, make sure they're at it on, on Saturday and you know from that from the first minute you know to the last minute uh, and really uh, put in a performance that. Um, uh, you know we we could be proud of uh, you know both on and off the pitch sort of thing it's 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 really important that we keep the pressure up both in the men and the women's. I'm looking for two promotions this season. <laughs> you never know.
3: You never know. Uh, speaking of which, Eric, look, we come to our final uh, thoughts of the game, of, of the evening, sorry, and our score prediction. Steve on Facebook's going for a 2 0 Pompey win on Saturday. Gav's going for a 3 1 Pompey win. But now I want to know what you think, Eric. First of all, the men on Saturday, where Port Vale, very quickly, a score prediction. I'm going to go 3 0. 3 0, and indeed for the women as well at home to be MK Don's 2 o'clock kickoff at Wesley Park. What are you going for? What do you reckon?
7: I'm going to go for another 3-0. Another 3 nil, Three
3: nils across the board. Eric Carbone, it's been a pleasure, as always, to have you on the show. Thank you very much for joining us. My pleasure. And uh, don't forget, you can catch the Pompey women in action on Sunday at 2 o'clock at Wesley Park. Matchday number two of their new league season, the inaugural home game of the campaign. Tom Malley. likewise, my friend, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show this evening. What are you going for? Pompey Port Vale on Saturday. Your score prediction, please
8: yeah cheers jake pleasure as always and i'm actually gonna be positive for once and i think i'm <laughs> both for a, a two nil victory for pompey
3: lovely stuff thank you tom and just while we're here pompey women at home to mk dons on sunday your score prediction for that one as well
8: Oh, I'll go
3: for a 3-0 as well as K- Eric. 3-0 across the board again. Lovely stuff, Tom. Thank you very much. I'm going to go for a 2-1 Pompey men's women. Uh, Pompey men's win on Saturday at Port Vale. And I'm going to go for a 4-0 written all over it. Victory for the women over the MK Dons to go top of the league on Sunday afternoon. Why not? OK, Pompey Live is back from Saturday from 2 o'clock. Myself, Robbie James and Jay Sadler have you covered live from Vale Park.
1: All the unmissable action. This is Pompey Live. Pompey were knocked out of the League Cup on Tuesday night. The referee has blown the final whistle. And
0: Newport County have not caught it out of the League Cup.
1: Attention returns back to League One on Saturday, though. Pompey are back on the road. Port Vale are the hosts. Join us for all of the unmissable action, Saturday from 2pm. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aqua Cars.
3: There you go. You heard it right here. Saturday from 2pm, the return of Pompey Live and the return of Robbie James to bring you all of the action of the Blues trip to Vale Park. Port Vale await for the first time in 22 years. Can Pompey get back to winning ways and continue their unbeaten start to the new League One campaign? The only place to find out is here on Express FM. Okay, coming up on the station this evening, Express This Week with Chris Pearce comes right after the 7 o'clock news. Chaz Burns' rock show is here between 9 and and, 11, and then tomorrow morning, of course, Ian James wakes you up from 6.30 with just great songs, the latest on the roads, sport news and weather updates from 6.30 with Express Breakfast, including the Express Rewind at 9 o'clock as well. Paul Marsh has got you covered between 10 and 1 and then the Victory Ears returns from 2 until 4. And then Express FM's coverage of Victorious Festival kicks off live here from 4 p.m. right the way through until 8 o'clock, which is when Connor Mosley returns with Express floor fillers saturday's looking pretty promising on the station as well the coverage of victoria's continues in the morning before pompey live interrupts quite rudely between two and six o'clock for the blues trip to Port Vale. i'll be back on monday evening from six o'clock to preview pompey's trip to crawley town and the papa john's trophy but until then blues fans have yourself a fantastic evening have a great weekend and we'll see you for pompey live on saturday from two take care and good night